Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. More evidence this morning that Fox News knowingly promoted false election claims and that the people that you saw on TV knew they were peddling crap, even privately expressed that, but continued doing it in order to placate then-President Trump and their viewers who were hungry for election denier news. Fox boss Rupert Murdoch admitting under oath that some hosts promoted election lies, the revelation coming in a sworn deposition in an ongoing lawsuit. Fox is still being sued right now by Dominion voting machines. Remember, there was that whole theory that the machines have been programmed to tally votes incorrectly, and all those allegations were hurled. Yeah, so now that company going after Fox because of it. For $1.6 billion. Let's uh, have ABC's Andrea Fujii bring us up to speed on the lawsuit and these new allegations. In the new court filing, Murdoch acknowledges Trump's baseless claims of a stolen election were promoted by Fox hosts, including Lou Dobbs, Sean Hannity, Janine Pirro, and Maria Bartiromo. Dominion lawyers asked Murdoch if he was aware that the hosts endorsed the false claims, and he replied, yes, they endorsed. But Murdoch denied Fox itself promoted the election lies. The network responded to the filing, saying it was simply covering and commenting on allegations by a sitting president. Previous court filings show Fox stars, including Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram, privately doubted the Trump team's claims. Well, and how could they not? Because some of the people that they were putting on, these are smart people. Regardless of what you think of Fox News or whatever, these hosts are smart people. And the allegations are here that they fully knew that people like, you know, former Mayor Rudy Giuliani, who was on the Trump legal team, Sidney Powell, who heretofore had been a respected attorney. She was the one with the Kraken bite, right? I'm going to release the Kraken. Well, good. Well, good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to release the Kraken. And the, indica- the indication was that she had all this evidence. And then guess what? There was no Kraken. There never was the Kraken. The Kraken was never released. What's amazing is the only guy that appar- apparently was interested in stopping this was, of course, former House Speaker Paul Ryan. Of Janesville. Yes. Hey, he's, guys, shouldn't shouldn't do this. Shouldn't do this. Was he on the board of directors yeah, for Fox? That's yes. his deal. And he's mentioned in some of these Multiple depositions times. that have been released as one of the people. Well, here's I think I have that quote here. I uh, he told Rupert and uh, another one of these guys at Fox that Fox News should not be spreading conspiracy theories. It was a quote from Ryan. So he was the maybe the only guy in the room saying, ah, these guys are making this stuff up. We shouldn't do this. This uh, Speaker Ryan, is this just his life? <laughs> trying to influence and say stuff and no one listening. Is that basically what's always <laughs> they happened? They never listened to him when he wanted to talk about Social Security when he was in Congress. <laughs> like, guys, this is going bankrupt. We got to never up, listen to him at student council back in high school, I bet. <laughs> guys, we should not have the dance here. We cannot. Shut <laughs> up, Ryan. Bye, bye, bye. Never listen to him when he was president of the fraternity. Right. Guys, I think there's too much alcohol. At this point. <laughs> Shut up, Ryan. I don't know if we should have pledges. Jump off the roof. Whatever, Ryan. Oh, man. And there he is at guy. Fox. I don't know. I think Sidney Powell's crazy. Shut up. I'm going to release the Kraken. Yeah, I don't, guys, I don't see any Kraken here. I don't. Whatever, Ryan. Okay, Mr. Speaker. The only one in the room. Oh, boy. So that's going to continue to have legs, nonetheless. <laughs> I like that theory. He's always been the guy. Just, it's his come life. Come on, guys. 715 on Wisconsin's Morning I'm going News. to release the Kraken. 
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Brewers baseball is back. After trailing 4-0 by the fourth inning, the Brewers came storming back, scoring 10 unanswered runs to take down the Kansas City Royals by a final score of 10-4. Thanks in part to some timely hitting by their highly touted prospect, Garrett Mitchell, who went 1-3 for three with an RBI. He chatted after the game about what his goals are heading into the new season. You know, every year I'm just trying to get a little bit better, I'm trying to elevate my game and clean up the places where I feel like I can get better and just continue to work on the places where I've, I've been good. Um, but I feel like, like I said, that's that just takes time. It's just focused on getting a little bit better every single day. So that's been my goal and my focus. Mike Brousseau also hit his first home run of the spring. Manager Craig Council asked when we could see former MVP Christian Yelich and Jesse Winker in the lineup. This week, Yelich before Winker. But Winker's doing everything, yeah. frankly. I mean, Winker's, Winker's ready to play. We're just, I mean, he's taking at-bats every day. The Brewers are now 2-2 two and two in spring training with a 2-10 pitch against the Chicago Cubs today. And quarterback watch in Green Bay continues with lots of trade proposals and ideas floating all around. Where's the best landing spot for Rodgers to try and win his second Super Bowl? If Aaron Rodgers' main goal is to win a Super Bowl, I think he's better off staying in Green Bay. And the reason I say that is I I think that most people would agree that the path to the Super Bowl is probably a little bit easier in the NFC than it is the AFC. And then you think about, about familiarity with everything that's in Green Bay. You're not learning new terminology. Uh, you're not learning an entire uh, new offensive staff and players on, on that offensive staff uh, or on that team. And so I think when you look at that, look, is the personnel probably a little bit better around the quarterback in New York? Sure, probably. Same thing could be said probably uh, with the Raiders. But all that to say, like I think you look at the NFC North and Aaron Rodgers, another year with these receivers uh, that he played with uh, this past season, I actually think his trajectory and path to the Super Bowl is better in Green Bay than anywhere else. That was former NFL quarterback Tim Hasselbeck, who appeared on ESPN's Get Up yesterday. The NFL Draft Combine is underway in Indianapolis, and the new league year is just under two weeks away. In the NBA, the Bucs are looking for their 15th straight win as they set their sights on Brooklyn for a matchup on the road against the new-look Nets. Giannis has been listed as probable, and speaking of Giannis, he also appeared on The Daily Show, leaving a message for former Nets star Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) You keep joining super teams to win the NBA title. How about about we work out together sometime so I can teach you how to carry your own team? Nothing but facts there from Giannis. <laughs> Nothing but facts. You can catch full coverage of Bucks and Nets right here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. He was so uncomfortable with it. He, <laughs> he did was. not want to talk And he went, after, he went after a couple of the superstars, you know, and then after the end, he, you know, he said how much he liked them still. So I respect you. Right. You He's got too good of a heart clear. to talk. 720 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Joker, how are you going to make it through the finals where you look like you can barely make it through a Burger King drive-thru? <laughs> Okay, look, I didn't do the whole number. I just gave the area code. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. Has that happened before? Someone's rattled off a phone number on accident on the air? I'm sure it has. So just so you know what happened in the studio is, and again, we're celebrating our one-year anniversary. One year ago today, you were 
well, I won't want to say new to the morning show. You returned to the morning show. You've been every sure. shift here. So yeah. it was your first day back in the morning show mm-hmm. chair. Mm-hmm. My first day ever as host of Wisconsin's Morning News. It was News. a very exciting day. It was. We can discuss. But just so I can get past the whole how I almost read Brendan's phone number <laughs> on the air, <laughs> on the audio board, which, again, in TV, I don't push any buttons. I just do my thing, right? We've got a lot of other really talented people that handle the whole technical aspect of television here. It's me. It's you (laughs) and Greg pancake Hill. So on my board here, there's a way that I can talk to Greg. Who's our producer in the back nickname pancake. And it says, talk to prod. That's the little button there. So I push that button and I could talk to Greg. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's one, it's two buttons off from the, you're on the air button, the giant button (laughs) that says on that is active at all times. Anytime I hit, if we're in commercial and I hit that, I'm there you go. Yeah. So I was trying to give Greg Brendan's phone number so we could reach him on his cell. And he goes, can you get me Brendan's number? So I hit the button that I thought was talking to Greg (laughs) 414. Greg just said, you're on the air. (laughs) All righty then still learning. It's all right. You're on the air. Well, if that's the worst I do a, a year, year later, I'm just kidding. Still don't know how to touch the buttons. Does it seem like a year to you? It seems like four years to me, at least. That doesn't surprise me to hear right? you say that. Well, what does it seem like to you? You've been carrying me through this that's whole thing. That's not true. <laughs> you got yeah. stuck with the guy who's that's never done this before. Absolutely not true. Hey, Eric, go in there and help Vetrano <laughs> not fall on his face. <laughs> absolutely not true. Yes. No, it's been great. It's been great. It feels like a year. I guess. Well, grateful for you. Grateful for Greg and Debbie who've been with us uh, from the start. And Brandon, great to have you on the morning show. And thank you to everyone uh, listening for not turning it off for this last year. <laughs> News about your money this morning. WTMJ Annex Wealth Management Market Update. Dow Jones Industrial Average at 32889 NASDAQ at 11467 And the S&P 500, 3982. Annex Wealth Management, know the difference. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Tomorrow, a little bit different thing that we're doing here on WTMJ. This is the Annex Wealth Management presenting WTMJ Conversations 2023. It's sponsored by Smart Spaces. Annex Wealth Management presenting WTMJ Conversations 2023. This is for folks who are longtime listeners of WTMJ. Charlie Sykes started this mm-hmm. as Insight and then the year. So it would have been Insight 2023. Started with some, I think he just did in studio. He'd have some guests, and then they turn it into a live event, right? I remember a number of years they'd bring people down, and people could come and watch in person. Yeah, they do it downtown. They've done it in Waukesha County before. They've done it all over the place, and and bro- broken some news. Ted Cruz came, and he later would win the primary in Wisconsin over Donald Trump. So that was one of the big names when uh, Sex was doing it. We now do it as a day long broadcast uh, with all of our hosts playing a role in it. So tomorrow, yeah. It's pretty cool. Everyone's got to roll it. The, the clock is thrown out, so you have a little bit longer form, less commercials to get in the way of some of the conversation. And you may hear someone before noon mm-hmm. that you wouldn't normally hear then. You may hear your scafidi later. Yeah, you scafidi. and I are in our traditional spot. Yep, eight we're in our nine. spot at 8A tomorrow. Uh, Sandy Max will be in with Steve for an hour. I know they're going to be chatting with the mayor of Milwaukee and his wife. They're both going to be in studio for that conversation. We're going to hear from the Supreme Court candidates, both of them running for the uh, April 4th seat there. We'll hear from the governor, the assembly speaker, 
We'll talk finance. We'll get into um, reckless driving. And uh, TMJ4 News has had a big uh, project, Operation Driver Safer, or Safer Driving. I'm sorry, I'm misspeaking. Operation Drive Safe, I Thank think you. it is. Right. <laughs> Boy, nice job, Eric. Anyway, so that we're going to dissect that a little bit, too. Mercure is going to be involved with that. So, yeah, a lot going on tomorrow. It'll be great. Well, what I always liked about this day is you we, by creating it as an event, it's one day and whatever you like almost compel some of the big newsmakers to come in. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't want to be the person not on that list. Right. And so that's how you get the governor and whoever it is. I know there are folks who don't care for Governor Evers and there were folks who didn't care for Governor Walker and other, you know, like you still want the sitting governor of your state to come in and be on the record, on record for yes. a, a duration of time. Sure. And you've created an event where no matter who that person is, hey, you got to be there. And some of the other local lawmakers as well, but also interest. You know, like one of the people I'm really excited to introduce you to is Matt Rinka. You know his work, but you may not know his name. It's his firm that is an architecture and design firm, and they have the design of many buildings that you might look at every day in Milwaukee. And so, what I'm interested to talk to him about is what you know. What's our skyline in Milwaukee going to look like ten years from now, twenty years from now? What kind of buildings are they designing? Are they designing them differently post COVID? What's happening in residential? Are they designing them, period? Well, or yeah. question mark? That was an open question of, is the downtown office tower done? And now, as we see with the recent announcement from Northwestern Mutual, yeah. that not only is it not done, but they're doubling down on mm-hmm. the downtown office space. Other companies moving downtown. So I'm excited to do uh, to talk with Matt Rinkin, his partner, Chad Griswold. They're going to join us at 8 o'clock tomorrow. 20, uh, WTMJ Conversations, Annex Wealth Management presenting WTMJ Conversations 2023, all day tomorrow, right here on 620 WTMJ. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Baseball is officially back. Who shined on Monday? Who will start today? And when will we see Christian Yelich take the field? WTMJ's Greg Matzik is with the Brewers in Arizona. Bright blue skies and 61 degrees in Surprise, Arizona, where the Brewers knock off the Royals 10-4 on Monday afternoon. Royals led 4-0 before the Brewers scored 10 unanswered. Mike Brasso hits his first home run of the spring, a two-run shot and a three-run six. To see those early results when you're seeing live pitching and you know, different jerseys, jersey color, uh, guy on the mound, um, yeah, it's it's a good feeling. Adrian Hauser tossed a clean first inning in his first appearance of the spring. The Brewers used nine pitchers on the day. Monday's lineup was full of prospects and regular position players. Craig Council expects Christian Yelich and Joey Winker to see their first action of the spring this week. Yelich before Winker. But Winker's doing everything, yeah. frankly. I mean, Winker's, Winker's ready to play. Brewers are back in Maryville today to take on the Chicago Cubs. Robert Stock will get the start for Craig Council. Closer Devin Williams earns the start on Wednesday against the Angels. With the Brewers in Arizona, I'm Greg Matson. The next radio broadcast for the Milwaukee Brewers will be Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock over on 94.5 ESPN. To the NFL, where the biggest question in the offseason remains in Green Bay. When will Aaron Rodgers play in 2023, or where will he play? The NFL's network's Ian Rappaport joined the Pat McAfee Show to shine some light on the biggest question heading into the offseason. If he goes back to Green Bay, like I said, I think they would welcome it. And I, I do think What do you time, think? What do you think? Think, think, think. You just think because you're like Bob McGinn after your years of studying the NFL? <laughs> what do Green... I actually think? Yeah. No, no, like... No, I mean like on this... Source. Do you have sources that say that they would do that? Or is this like pun no, 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 no. I have sources. I mean, I... 
I believe very strongly, based on what I've heard from the people I know well, that if Rodgers came back, they would say, cool, let's go. Okay. All right. That's a big piece of information. I mean, I re- it's, no. He's Aaron Rodgers. The NFL Draft Combine is currently underway in Indianapolis. Packers general manager Brian Gunikins is expected to talk later today. And in college hoops, the Marquette Golden Eagles keep on climbing the rankings this season. They were once projected to finish ninth in the Big East, if you can believe that. They now come in this week ranked number six in the country. That's according to the Associated Press. It is their highest ranking since 1978. Marquette is on the road tonight to take on Butler. You can catch full coverage beginning at 5 p.m. over there on 94.5 ESPN. Mark Tauscher is with us next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea man. Can you tell me if there's anything worse that you could bring on a plane if you're sitting next to somebody than a slab of ribs? Innovative. You shouldn't probably put a rib joint inside of an airport. And Packers Hall of Famer. Yeah, actually, you know what? There are chilies in a lot of airports. That's got to be where that was from. It's time for Tausch. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin. Barbecue sauce. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. NFL Combine opens today, Indianapolis, as always. So, Tausch, how similar is the Combine to, like, trying out for basketball in eighth grade or in high school? Is there, <laughs> is there any similarity? Very similar. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually exactly the same thing that you... With the exception of all of the medical, physical prodding, everything else... Um, the combine, I, it's a. I don't think you can fully understand it unless you go through it because you get there and already, obviously, you're incredibly anxious and you you want to put your best foot forward. And the thing that the NFL does that is really smart is they put they make you wait. They kind of force you to be as uncomfortable as you can, and they want to see how you react because I think the O line was always the first group that would come in. And you'd go through uh, all of the medical. Then you'd have to go get MRIs. Then you'd do this. And all of the stuff that people are really interested in, the 40, the broad jump, all that stuff, they do it right before you leave. So you have two days to kind of build up, and you have all these meetings and everything else that you go through. And I'm convinced that that's the psychological component of it is probably as much what they're looking for as they are running a 40 and everything else. So as far as, like, the basketball, the eighth-grade basketball, uh, depending where which program you're at, if you're at Auburndale High School, it's a little more intense because of the great tradition <laughs> that course. you have to live up to. But if you're at <laughs> if some other schools that maybe don't have those traditions, it's probably not quite as stressful as going down to Indy. So for folks who might not know, the NFL Combine is where you have – college players or players coming out of college who want to make the NFL and they go what the GMs and the coaches and stuff from all the teams go there and watch guys work well, out the Packers coaches yeah take uh, tests I still don't know why they're not there but yeah <laughs> right. do all that stuff so do you have to be invited to the combine Tausch, or can anybody just show up sure get down there Vinny <laughs> asking for a friend now that orthopedic associates has got you back uh Get your butt down there. Get your knees checked out. Yeah, it, it, unfortunately, or I guess fortunately, it is an invite only. And I know for me, I did not think I would get invited. I got the invite late. Uh, and it's one of those things where it is so intense, but you're chomping to get down there if you're a lower pick. If you're one of the top dogs, you don't really care because you know you're going to get picked. But it's just another opportunity to get in front of, 
all of these decision makers and try and put your best foot forward. And, and that's why I'm a little bit surprised that Green Bay's coaches aren't there because sitting and getting in those meetings and, you know, they had me put a, you know, a, a, a long bar and squat in front of them and then go on the whiteboard and, and write up plays and do things. So they want to see you physically. They want to see you mentally. And they kind of want to just see what kind of a dude you are. So it, I think that they glean a lot of information from that. But uh, you, unfortunately for you, um, it is invite only. But <laughs> there's a way. I think where there's a will, there's a way. I think you go down and you kind of uh, you know, dress up like in Wedding Crashers as somebody that's like serving the food. And then all of a sudden you just take off the jump pants, get out, sprint to 40. And if you put a good number together, just like in Major League with Willie Mays Hayes, all of a sudden they're looking and saying, huh, maybe we need to look at this Vetrano kid a little bit. Well, I just, yeah, thank you. I could probably still run a 5'2". That <laughs> probably won't That's catch anybody's eye. So, 5'2 is not bad. No, what, I was, what I was getting at, too, like, I, are, were you around guys, too, like when you're there and you're like, oh, this guy doesn't belong here, or this guy, <laughs> good luck, You're sizing out. everybody right. up. Uh, no, I, so if any, they were probably looking at me saying that compared to the others. So no, I, it was though you, you always, you know, hear that comparison is the thief of joy, but there's, you're only a number there. They literally give you a number. You put it on the back of your shirt and it's O-line 23 and there's 45 other, there's 45 O-linemen and all you want to do, you want to, you want to go do your best, but you're also looking to see how Chad Clifton from Tennessee did and you know, where you stack up numbers wise is what the NFL teams are looking at. So for as much as you want to just focus on what you're doing, you're going to look around and see, because these are all of the people that are fighting for these 32 jobs that are out there. And you want to make sure you're giving yourself the best chance to get one of them. What's the most degrading or ridiculous thing they made you do where you're like, God, what? Oh, I mean, the, the, the amount of psychological tests that you get, and I remember the New York Giants gave a test, and it was probably 600 questions. I don't know what it was, and it kept, I think they kept asking the same question to see how consistent you'd be, and it's the dog-cat thing. It's all the Rorschach testing stuff that was, and then and you have to basically get down into your skibs, walk along, get weighed, do all the arm stuff, and then they're taking photos of you, and you're you literally are prodded like a like cattle, and that's just how that whole process goes. I don't know if that's ever going to change, but there has been some push to to try and get it. But you are going to be examined from head to toe very closely, and that's uh, you know, that's just how they do it. Comparison is the thief of joy. Loving Mark Tauscher. is that yours? Um, I'm just trying to think if I could if I could have something about stealing quotes. No, that is not my quote, but I use it quite often because, especially raising kids, you want to make sure. Hey, it doesn't matter that little Lenny's got this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I do that when I don't want to get them something. That's typically what I bring back. They go for ice cream every night next door. <laughs> <laughs> don't care what they're doing next door. <laughs> they go to bed at eight at ten o'clock. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it works for them. Yeah. All right, Tosh, we'll talk tomorrow. Thanks, man. Sounds good.